Broadcasting live from the North Fulton Business Radio X studio, it's time for To Your Health with Dr. Jim Morrow. To Your Health is brought to you by Morrow Family Medicine, an award-winning primary care practice, which brings the care back to health care. Hello and welcome to, if my math is right, episode 81 of To Your Health with Dr. Jim Morrow. I am Jim Morrow, and I'm very glad that you would take some time to tune in and listen to what I wanted to talk about, try to get you up to speed on some things today, something you may very well have never heard of that I thought I would talk about a little bit. Um, First, I want to do what I've done so often since the pandemic started, and that's to give you a little bit of a COVID update. And this one's about the new booster that's available. It is out, it's in stores, it's in the chain drug stores, other places that are given vaccines. Um, this vaccine is called a bivalent vaccine, which means it has two different types of the virus in it. It has what's referred to as the ancestral strain, the original Wuhan one that came out, uh, two years ago. And, uh, it has that, and it also has protein from the, uh, Omicron variant, what's called BA4 and BA5. And these are the most recent variants that most people are getting infected with, if they get anything at all. It's a booster only. If you've never had a COVID vaccine, you can't start with this one. You have to get the original two, then you can get this one. And the CDC, honestly, is as much as I love the CDC and having a background in microbiology, I've just always been fascinated since a very young person by the CDC and what they do, but what they don't do well is PR. And they really didn't do this very well with the booster. They made it sound like it was something that every single person should get. And the truth is, if you're a young, healthy person and you've had three COVID vaccines, you probably don't need to rush out and get this booster. If you're someone who's immune compromised for many different reasons, if you're out of control diabetic, you're doing chemotherapy, you're taking certain medications and so forth, um, then you probably should get this vaccine. But if you're not one of those, you probably shouldn't unless you're elderly. And sitting here as I am today, I'm, I guess I should be happy to say that I'm elderly because I made it this long, but I am. And so I need to get the, the booster. And if you're what was referred to on a podcast I listened to the other day about this part of the elderly, elderly, I used that phrase with a patient this morning. She was not happy. But if you're over 75, you're really some of the older, old people, and you really do need to get this vaccine. So I would encourage anybody who's 65 and older to get it. I would encourage you if you're younger than that and you don't have a lot of uh, reasons to get it to probably hold off. And I do think that we don't know at this point when the next one might be. My feeling is it's going to be a while. I don't think this is something where we're going to find that we need another one in March. I think we're going to be a while. Certainly, if you've been triple vaccinated already, you get this booster. If you've ever had COVID, certainly in the last year, you're probably incredibly well protected against any serious disease. Doesn't mean you're not going to have the two days of yuck that I had in March, but you're not likely to end up over here in this brick building called Northside Hospital. Uh, having to deal with them and COVID in the hospital. So that's what I would recommend people do. And that's, as always, something that needs to be examined on a case-by-case basis. But in generalities, that's what I think. So I wanted to talk today about some, a couple of different inflammatory conditions that 
a reasonable number of people have, but it's not something everybody's ever heard of. And it, uh, the two things are giant cell arteritis or what's called temporal arteritis. And primarily, I want to talk about poly, polymyalgia rheumatica or PMR. Polymyalgia rheumatica is a little bit more common than temporal arteritis is, but both of these things have inflammation as their basis and they can be very, very uncomfortable. So if we're talking about uh, temporal arteritis, this is a condition that causes inflammation of the arteries, mainly in the upper body, head and neck. Um, the arteritis is a condition where the arteries themselves actually become inflamed and sometimes swollen. And this can cause a problem because if that happens, the vessel itself will get bigger, but the inside where the blood flows will get smaller because of pressure on it. And so you can have decreased blood flow. And that's obviously a problem. The arteries can be uh, not just inflamed, but red in appearance. If they're superficial, they can feel hot and they can be tender. And that's one of the ways the diagnosis is made a lot of times. It usually affects the temporal arteries, which are right in front of your ears, right on your temple, as you might imagine. And so because of that, it's often called temporal arteritis or even cranial arteritis, but most often it's temporal arteritis. Polymyalgia rheumatica is a condition that involves inflammation of the muscles in typically your neck, shoulders, hips, and thighs. Um, it causes some pretty extreme stiffness and aching in these areas. It develops usually fairly slowly over a period of time. Can happen just overnight, but that's a little bit unusual. Usually it's one of those things where you would say, you know, I've been getting worse and worse for the past several weeks or a few months, that kind of thing. And uh, the good news is that you can treat this, either one of these, but with PMR, you can treat it. And usually within a year, uh, you won't need to take medication for it. That's not to say it takes a year to control it, doesn't. But once you get it controlled, you need to treat it for a while before you let go of that treatment so it doesn't just bounce right back. You see these mainly in people who are over 50, particularly women, but not all. It's probably, uh, it's probably 60% women. And if you look at temporal arteritis and polymyalgia rheumatica, they're sort of related in that about half of the people that have temporal arteritis also have polymyalgia myalgia, rheumatica. Uh, they can't have them at the same time, or you can have one and then get the other. Now, specific symptoms of uh, temporal arteritis, other than just the, the throbbing, painful temple, is you can have flu-like symptoms. So you might have fatigue and even some low-grade fever, loss of appetite. The inflammation of the arteries can cause headaches, sort of a generalized even sort of headache. Uh, you can have jaw pain, especially when you chew. The masseter muscle starts right at the temple, goes down to the jaw and helps you clench your jaw, and it can be very uncomfortable when you do that. It can cause double vision and dizziness, and I, I don't know that we really have the etiology of that, the reason for that, but it does happen. And you can have pain and stiffness in the neck and arms. Now, if you get that, it's because the arteries in the neck and arms are inflamed and movement is uncomfortable, so you end up being stiff. The occasional person with temporal arteritis can have unintended weight loss, but my hope would be that they would seek treatment early enough and be treated quickly enough that they wouldn't have time to really lose, lose much in the way of weight. <clears throat> People with polymyalgia 
also can lose weight, but they'll have a lot of muscle weakness, just generalized muscle weakness, especially what's called proximal muscles, the uh, upper arms and the hips, that kind of thing uh, that can be very disabling. Uh, the pain is an achiness, a stiffness, and again, in the neck and shoulders, hips and thighs, that kind of thing, um, close to the body on the extremity, not down in the hands and not in the feet. It's ragweed season. Did you know that? It's ragweed season, and I'm sitting here just having all kind of trouble, and I didn't even mention that Arlia is uh, producing for me today, but I want to take a second and introduce Arlia Hoffman. Arlia takes uh, John Ray's place when he's not available, which is always a better podcast when Arlia is here. Arlia, I appreciate you doing this today. I see you're got in your blurred out studio like I am on Zoom here. How are you doing today? I'm great today, Dr. Morrow. I'm good. I got off on a roll and forgot to, to do that, but I'm glad no you're worries. here and I appreciate you doing this so much. Uh, Arlia is John Ray's right hand at, uh, uh, in a, uh, at Radio X North Fulton. Uh, she does a fantastic job, and I know John's glad to have you. John's in New York gallivanting, so we won't be able to, to deal with him today, which makes it a great podcast if you think about it. So uh, back to the problems at hand. If you're wondering about all this and you're thinking, well, what in the world makes this happen? The truth is we really aren't sure why people get inflammation in these areas. Um, there's a bumper sticker somewhere on an old beat up pickup truck. I'm sure that tells you what happens and why this happens, but uh, we don't really know. We don't have a good handle on that aging probably because the immune system changes over time. And that's probably got something to do with it. It could be genetic. You might see that people in your family have had this in the past, or you might have some sort of infection, whether it's a viral thing like COVID or the flu or even a pneumonia and end up with something like this. So we're just not really sure why it is that this happens. And also as far as who gets it, other than people being older and a predominance to a slight degree of women, you know, it's, it's mostly even the older, what I mentioned earlier about the elderly, elderly, that's really a horrible phrase, but I kind of like it because it says a lot. And you'll find that women 70 to 80, are more likely to be the ones you see with this. My experience is that it's the little old lady that gets this. It's not the the big boned person, if you will. It's the the ninety five pound woman that's seventy or seventy five, and they got this throbbing pain in their temple. And to diagnose temporal arteritis in in the office here to make the presumptive diagnosis is very simple. My head hurts. It hurts right here, and when I push on it, it hurts. And that means they need to go and and get a biopsy, most likely to take a piece of that artery and to check it under a microscope and see if there's inflammation there. That's really the way the diagnosis is definitively made. It's an outpatient procedure. So it's not a, it's not the big deal. It sounds like, but if you talk about biopsying an artery, you're, you know, can get concerned about that, but it's really not a great big deal. There's a blood test that can be positive is usually positive in people that have this. And that's a simple thing to do. We do that here in the office as well. And if you do that, it can not only tell you that that's the case, but it can tell you to what degree the inflammation is, you know, how bad is this? Of course, patients are going to tell you that when you push them in their temple, they're going to let you know right away how bad it is. I want to take a second and mention that I am here in North Georgia in the Milton and Cumming area, uh, part of a family practice that's now very happy to be part of Village Medical. Uh, Village Medical is a nationwide primary care practice. Uh, 
that has uh, offices all across uh, the South primarily, but also up into New Jersey and Illinois. We're in Arizona, Texas, Florida, Georgia, um, moving through some other states and starting to uh, open a lot of offices. And I have to tell you that in dealing, especially with my older patients, this has been a blessing for them because Village Medical is very concerned about prevention of serious disease. Uh, most of what we do every day in the office with our elderly people is about screening for problems that might land them in the hospital. We're trying to keep people out of the hospital <clears throat> because as great a job as they do over here at the hospital, it's not where you want to be for a multitude of reasons. Uh, so often you go in one thing, you come out with three and that's not good. So we're trying to keep people out of the hospital and village medical has the resources to help us do that. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to mention one thing that I could easily have my hand slapped for, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, ever since, uh, Mara family medicine joined village medical almost two years ago, seems like most of the time when people don't like something that we do as a policy and our policies are identical to what they were as Mara family medicine, as far as patient care and dealing with patients, people will say, well, ever since you became Village Medical, you're not the same. And I can promise you that we're, we are not the same. We are better in taking care of you. And you're not going to like every single thing we do or say. I can promise you that. You're not going to be thrilled every time we tell you you need to come in. We're not gonna, you're not going to be thrilled every time you, we tell you we won't call in an antibiotic for something, which we wouldn't have done before and still won't. But I, I think if you sit back and examine the resources and the care that's provided, you really will find that this is a very, very high quality uh, primary care, and I'm tickled to be part of it. So treatment, if you're going to have these things and talk about them in a podcast, it's really nice to have a way to treat problems like this. And the main thing that's used to treat both temporal arteritis and polymyalgia is steroids, oral steroids, uh, prednisone, things like that, that are wonderful medications. Uh, you've probably taken them. Most people have taken them at some point in their life, but <clears throat> they're great meds in the short term and in high doses in the long term, they can be, have horrible effects. Uh, but in, in short term doses, something like you would need in, in these regards, you know, they are life-saving and they certainly are quality of life-saving in a situation like this. Uh, they're taken orally, like I said, usually just once a day. Uh, on occasion, you might, if you're taking enough of it, you might end up taking it twice a day. And with either of these conditions, you might need to take them as long as a couple of years. Um, if you're taking prednisone and you're taking five or 10 milligrams a day, that's perfectly fine to do. If you're taking 40 milligrams a day, you can't take that for two years and nobody would need to, but you can't take it for that long. So it's, I tell people all the time, it's one of those medicines that'll cure you or kill you. It just depends on, are you taking it right? And if you need that for these problems, these things will absolutely give you your quality of life back. It's really the only treatment for uh, temporal arteritis and polymyalgia rheumatica is oral steroids. That's what's going to make you better. The problem's inflammatory. You need a really good anti-inflammatory. You can't do it with a non-steroid anti-inflammatory. They just do not work. Now, if you do take uh, steroids like this for a long time, they can raise your blood pressure. They can raise your blood sugar. They can weaken your bones. So you monitor these things. If you're taking this for a 
call it two years, you're not going to get two years worth of medicine and leave and go take it for two years. You're going to get three months and you come check things. And if you're good, you might get six, but you're not going to get more than six at any one time. I can't imagine. And you might even need to be seen every 90 days, but that's not a big deal because you're going to feel better. And if you're monitoring the effect these things are having, if any, then you're going to be fine. Now, they can also, especially in the higher doses, they can cause some jitteriness and make you have trouble sleeping. They can cause weight gain because they can increase your appetite. So you have to be aware of that kind of thing. The pill itself is not going to put weight on you. The pill itself, if anything, is going to make you have a bigger appetite and you're going to eat more. So you need to be aware of that and try not to eat more. And as I say that, I look at this picture right here on Zoom and I think, good Lord, son, you need to try not to eat more. And I am trying, but you need to be really aware of that because you can end up with weight that you're not going to get rid of if you end up taking these steroids for a while. So be aware of that. Be careful. Eat less food. It's that simple. Being treated early for the temporal arteritis is important. If the inflammation is not treated pretty early in the process, the damage can't, the, the tenderness and the damage can be permanent. And this increases your risk of blindness or a stroke because the artery is not just here on the temple. It goes deep and you don't want that to be a problem. Like I mentioned, you can have decreased blood flow when that artery is inflamed. You don't want to run that risk. So you don't say those five most dangerous words in the English language that I've preached about many times on here. You don't want to say, maybe it will go away. Those five words. Don't do that. If you've got something like this is bothering you, go get it checked. It's the easiest thing in the world. The doc touches you on the temple, does a blood test, and gives you an answer. Boom. So that's that's very easy. And, and it's important like it is with most things, so that when something starts happening, when you start feeling something you haven't felt before, you tell somebody. If you're a man you're, and you're married, you're very fortunate because you just tell your wife. You tell your wife, if you're like most of my patients, you tell your wife and satellites are linking up and phones are ringing and sirens are blaring and people are checking you out. And you'll never regret that. That's what you need to do. So, Arlie, and that's what I've got on temporal arteritis and polymyalgia rheumatica, which is one of my favorite things to say, by the way. It just rolls right off the tip of your tongue, doesn't it? Polymyalgia rheumatica. It really does. I'm just surprised I've never heard of this. Well, um, I'm, I'm really not because it's not a huge number of people. And because of that, I was a little bit hesitant to talk about it on here. but. Um, it is something we do see, and as people get older, they can have that and not be aware of it. PMR is is a nuisance until it gets so severe that you just can hardly move. Uh, the temporal arteritis, because it has potential complications, is a little bit more important. Um, but most people aren't aware of these, and most people are like yourself, I'm sure, and quite healthy and young. Well, thank you, Dr. Morrow. This has been fascinating because I, I was thinking it wasn't like a it, it was an important condition that maybe it's related to fibromyalgia until you, till I realized it's in the arteries and that can become a, a huge problem. Yeah. The arteritis is the artery itself is inflamed. And actually the relation, the comparison to, to fibromyalgia is a significant one because it is in absolutely no way similar to fibromyalgia. I'm talking about polymyalgia uh, is not similar to fibromyalgia. Because fibromyalgia is not an inflammatory condition. And if I haven't done a podcast on fibromyalgia, I need mm -hmm. to. 
Fibromyalgia is a condition where people hurt all over for no identifiable reason. For this, there's an identifiable reason. There's no identifiable reason. And all of their inflammatory markers in blood work are negative. They're all normal uh, because fibromyalgia is not inflammatory. That's why Advil and all those anti-inflammatories do it no good. Steroids does it no good. It's actually a condition more of lowered pain threshold than it is anything else. And this actually be a great topic for a podcast. I have to remember that. Good point yeah, it, it runs in my family, so I'd be really interested in that. It's a miserable condition. When I started practicing, there was a paragraph in the four-inch thick textbook of medicine about fibromyalgia. A paragraph. I mean, a very short paragraph in that big old book. Mm. And uh, and now we know a lot more about it, and we certainly treat it every day. And yeah. do pretty well with it now. Thankfully, it's being taken seriously. Yeah, it is. Yeah, people a lot of times thought, because it's mostly women, thought they were just being hysterical, which just really makes a fan out of a patient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Arlia, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your help. And thank, thank you, you for listening. For now, that is to your health. <laughs>